Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at Managing Editor, or Janitor2 at Fightful.com, as I was announced as on last Wednesday's list, and your boy. It is September 9th, 9-9-19. Reminds me of the Dreamcast. I'm joined here by the dream maker, Alex Palowski. But Alex, all dreams must come to an end. Yeah. As has your run on the Monday Night Raw post show here at Fightful.com. It's been a while. Like, I know Rob Rob was on it to begin with, and then he was uh, removed and I took over, but it was unceremoniously it was, fired. Was Rob not really? Yeah, not, really. not really. Rob had to leave because he was thinking about accepting a flow slam job. Then he yeah. told him, "Hit the bricks!" <laughs> in in a great career move from Rob yes. Karen. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I took over, but that was that was what fall of 2016, something like that. Yeah, and three uh, years, man, three years dissecting Monday Night Raw. It's ups and it's many many downs. And uh, and and fr- frankly, I'm I'm excited to be going on to uh, the A shows <laughs> on on Wednesday. Um, but we may have an announcement later that I may not yep. be moving entirely well, away from the B and C shows. We can go ahead and make some of those announcements because I teased them. And uh, let's be honest, there weren't that many segments on Raw tonight. There was a lot of stuff, but not that many segments. So we can talk about it next Monday. Uh, you will be replaced by Denise Alcedo, who does some great work with AfterBuzz. She's been on Xbox podcast. She is awesome. When uh, I was able to land her, I was very, very excited. Now, Alex will remain on the Tuesday shows until SmackDown moves to Friday. Then Warren Hayes joins me on Fridays. There will be some times where I have fill-ins for that show because guys got to have a day off. But Alex and Warren will both be joining me on Wednesdays. It's looking like we're going to do a post show. I got a little eager and said maybe we'll do a watch along. But I, <laughs> you I, may have gotten a little yeah. big for your britches. So what that does is it shuffles a lot of things. Our Fightful Select yeah. subscribers said, well, what happened to the NXT 205 Live UK review that Warren, Warren does? Well, uh, NXT will be covered weekly starting next week. 
We're going to get on a live post show as soon as they go on USA. We're going to be covering that weekly along with AEW. Uh, we do the Weekender podcast on Fightful Select with Steven Jensen, who covers non-WWE stuff. So I said, hey, why don't you run down 205 Live and NXT UK? We can make it a, a non-main roster show, so to speak. He was down with that. But we have additional segments. Alex has pitched, and honestly, me and Jimmy had kind of talked about it prior without him even knowing. I know, it's weird. <laughs> And Alex, you pitched me a segment called Sour Graps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, uh, I, I don't know if I'll be watching Monday Night Raw live, but I'll be watching it that night at some point in fits and starts. And I'll be taking some notes. And uh, I'll be, um, for those of you who feel like you're going to miss me crapping all over bad segments <laughs> of Raw, don't worry. You'll still be able to get them. Uh, in, in a little one-man um, po- review thing, I'm still playing around exactly with how it's going to work, uh, but it's going to be called Sour Graps, where I hate what you like. And um, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, uh, I-, I think. That was a fantastic name, because I was thinking, like, okay, I want to pitch Alex this segment, but what should we do? Because e- even Jimmy was like, all right, if Alex is off a of Raw, we should have him do some sort of segment. Um but myself and Jimmy have a segment that's being added to select, along with Sour Graps, uh, that Stupid People Extended ran its course. It's out of here. So we're doing the list goes on. Last week we had an additional like 16 minutes that we added to the podcast feed of Fightful Select. So uh, no shortage of new content coming to Fightful Select, and we've got even more coming. I'm going to be doing uh, more bonus shows every month as I'm kind of off the uh, the new off the news beat, Jeremy Lambert, Carlos Toro, Robert DeFelice have taken that over, and I'm able to do a, a little bit more different content. Got a lot of stuff in the plan, so make sure you guys subscribe to Fightful Select. More big changes coming there, but we're really excited about the stuff with Alex. And of course, you know we got we got Warren over there all the time doing retro reviews. Lots of neat stuff. Go check out FightfulSelect.com. There's probably going to be something there that you're gonna like. So you're gonna have Mondays, uh, myself and Denise. Wednesdays, myself, Alex, and Warren, plus that Listen Your Voice show with Jimmy Van. Then Fridays, myself and Warren, and on some weeks, it'll be Warren and a co-host. But tonight, if you're here, after Monday Night Raw, you want your question read, you want your statement read, donate a super chat, any amount will get it done. But hey, maybe you want to ask as many questions as you want, and you want to do it for just five bucks. Well, lucky you, you can subscribe to Fightful Select, my Q&A field is up right now for this week's uh, Q&A show. Check it out. Hannah Moore, who was at MSG, <laughs> sent a super chat and said, this is for us doing the wave during the show. <laughs> Anthony Ace says, do you think Gable will win King of the Ring? I don't, Alex. I think he'll, he'll flip into a really neat end of days and get pinned. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the, the idea is um, uh, certainly that he... Um, He's going to make for a great foible. He's going to get us to believe that he's going to win several times throughout the match. And then Baron Corbin will win. And guess what? If I'm wrong and Chad Gable does win, gosh, I can't wait to be wrong. That'd be awesome. But I'm not going to be wrong about this. I was right about King Corbin getting through all of Raw. Uh, I was even right when they were like, hey, triple threat. I'm like, so Corbin steals the pin from Ricochet then, right? And 
Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, sometimes it's predictable. doesn't mean the match was bad. The match was great. We'll talk about it. But at the same time, if you're going to put together this kind of bracket for, uh, for your King of the Ring tournament, maybe throw some swerves in there, which they did on SmackDown, but not so many on Raw. Brendan asks, do you see a babyface Carmella versus a heel Bailey feud? I think that's a real good idea. Carmella has shown that she can deliver in the ring, and they have history, Alex. They were legitimate best friends. Sure. I mean, absolutely. The, 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 it's, it's wide open uh, at this point when they've decided to, like... And I did enjoy a lot of what they're doing with... Uh, they're, keep, they're staying true to all the characters. Even when Bailey, quote-unquote, turned heel, she did so by aligning herself... Yeah with her best friend for years. So that's not really a heel turn. It's just like deciding, no, 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 my priority is my best friend, Sasha Banks. I'm still the same old Bailey. Like, she's not acting differently. She's the same person. So that's interesting. And I'm wanting to see, like, where, how her relationship with other people besides Sasha and, you know, Charlotte, who she's feuding with, actually turns out. Last super chat of this bunch. Somebody says, Sean, what are you drinking? And when are you cutting your hair? I am drinking pure leaf brewed tea uh, i actually i'm drinking tea because they're not paying me sweeten the stevia because jimmy jimmy van has me has nagged me to the point to where i have i'm not doing the artificial sweetener uh when i'll cut my hair oh kind of like it these days maybe i'll never cut it i don't know we'll see maybe if you all want me to cut it bad enough maybe i will maybe i will but we got monday night raw to talk about monday night raw from msg now wdb hadn't done this in a while alex it it had been a long time since they worked Ma- or they ran Madison Square Garden, and do you think it's a coincidence that when ROH and New Japan decided to run Madison Square Garden and AAA decided to run Madison Square Garden, then then only ran the Hulu Theater, that this happened? Because to me, it seems like very jealous ex boyfriendish. Like, eh, I didn't really care about you that much enough to hang on to you, but now yeah. that I see you with somebody else, well, I got to come back and show you how good I am. Well, that's always the way it works. I mean, it does feel that way. I mean, I I don't, I mean, it certainly is also possible they decided to run this, you know, as to combat the first Monday night football game of the year. Uh, Like thinking that even if, um, you know, it's an event to see, to watch Raw from inside the garden, from the comfort of your own couch. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily an event anymore, but uh, considering uh, the people they decided to bring out to these two, nights in austin and the undertaker i think that that's that that's kind of the event they're trying to go for and definitely i think that uh if you can ever ascribe a uh jealous former boyfriend motive to vince mcmahon it's probably correct (laughs) and like i'm i'm looking i think it's been uh survivor series 2011 last time they ran tv there yeah last time they ran raw there looks like Ten years ago. Ten years ago, last uh, like November was was that the the night the Kofi Orton night? I don't think so. <clears throat> I thought it was. Oh well, maybe I don't know. Oh well, oh well. Uh, my God, uh, we, we it started off with Steve Austin, a deafening pop, Alex. He's always going to get that. And the thing about it that I love is that even though you know it's it's our you know our brains like go back to a certain time when we see guys from that era show up and we go, Oh yeah, I remember that. Gosh, I really have to like wipe my brain of the, what I'm watching as they kind of shamble to the ring and 
struggle to get through the ropes and, and, you know, and creaky knees to get up on the turnbuckles to raise a hand. Not Steve Austin. That dude looks thick. He looks like he could go right now. Like, I mean, that, that that's what's cool is like, is I look at Steve Austin now and I go, that's amazing to me that he was doing all this stuff 20 years ago because he does look fantastic for his age. Yeah. Like better than any of those, of those guys from that generation with the exception of the rock uh, who ever come back. I, I don't care the situation. I would still watch a CM Punk versus Steve Austin match. Give me four weeks of build and I'm good. Don't care how bad the match is going to be. It's one of those things that I'm like, man, we, we should have had it. We should have seen yep. it, but yep. it didn't happen. Austin says it's been over 20 years since he's been in the garden, but it definitely hasn't been. He wrestled true. six or seven times there in the last 20 years, had the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match at Mania 20 15 years ago that he raffed, but he recalled memories of MSG and lets the world know that he was brought there to make sure that the contract signing tonight actually happens. Uh, Steve right. Austin refuses to shake Braun Strowman's hand. Rollins out there next, and <clears throat> I thought a lot of what Rollins said was cheesy, but I did kind of like how he embraced the what chance. That made for kind of a fun moment, all things considered. I liked that he also came out and said, normally, I friggin' hate it when you guys yeah. do this. Because, like, no, nobody gives voice to that. Like, I'm pretty sure all those performers hate being whatted. Yeah. But they're not they're not going to say that. Like, But in this case, he can come out and say, normally I hate it. Tonight, with this guy in the ring, I kind of like it. Because, listen, I mean, also, during his promo, his... Um, Gosh, remember how great it used to be? Anyway, here I am to do this thing Vince asked me to do, uh, promo that uh, that Steve Austin did. Uh, they were wetting him hard, and he was playing along with it. That was good. Um, but yeah, uh, he, Rollins comes out, and Austin says, okay, I'm here to have you guys sign this contract. And, Austin, and Rollins says, yeah, let's get right to it. Let's sign that contract. But first, I'm going to talk about bullshit for the next five minutes. Like, it was kind of is like that that didn't help when you acknowledge that you're here to do one thing and you decide to talk about nothing like hey we're here in new york city as though nobody else who's in the arena knows what city they're in it's weird there was a lot of time killing on this show a lot of time lots like the oc coming out and just just abusing time with their their own what chance Oh, man, this took forever. This went about four minutes longer than it needed to go. They get called assholes, which Austin brings attention to. This is the most most asshole talk we've had on this show. That's true. Now, fortunately, there's plenty of asshole talk in my interview that drops tomorrow with RJ City. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, a lot of you might know him from, if you're in Canada, if you're in any country that he's syndicated in, he's on the show uh, Splat a lot. He's uh, a pro wrestler that has worked a lot with David Arquette. He is going to be a name that you all are going to watch. It is one of my best interviews ever. Uh, check that one out. But today, we have the Alexa Bliss interview that dropped, so make sure you guys check that out, too. Strowman says he's going to open up a can of whoop-ass. There's all the asshole talk. Strowman and Rollins beat up the OC, but it ends with Austin giving Styles a stunner. What do you think about that? I mean, it's another one of those situations where the old guy goes over styles but i mean honestly unless it's bray wyatt at this point you probably and austin for many of the same reasons of foley foley i mean you don't want him exactly dropping on his head and back and neck but Mm. i I could see steve austin taking a mandible claw or something of that nature but i'm cool with this it doesn't hurt hurt styles a bit no no it doesn't hurt styles a bit and 
Styles came out and decided to run his mouth. Yeah. Like, usually the guys that, 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 when I hate it, when I hate that it's like, hey, these here are these guys who are currently under contract. You got, you guys who are currently under contract, you young guys, you suck. You suck, young guys. Goading them into attacking the old guy, and the old guy gets goes over on him. AJ came out and immediately decided to like do a, a mockery impersonation of Stone Cold and kept you know telling him to shut up and all this stuff. Like AJ was asking for it. Like if he if he didn't get it, would have been you know false advertising at that point. Yeah, you never want false advertising when when somebody wants to get it when they're asking for it. Absolutely. Uh, whether you're 54 years old like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're 40 something years old like AJ Styles, maybe you're in your early 30s like Seth Rollins, really doesn't matter how old you are. When somebody wants it and they want you to give it to them, you got to deliver. And fortunately, when the mailman delivers your blue chew, he's not going to know that you're going after a hard dick because it is delivered in a discreet package. Everybody's not all up in your business. I mean, people, word's going to get around that you got a super good dick game thanks to BlueChew.com, code Fightful. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Whether you're, you're a legend like Stone Cold Steve Austin that wants to just keep his head in the game, if you know what I'm saying, or an up-and-comer, BlueChew.com has you covered. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head, Alex? Just the way you said comer. It's going to be real awkward doing these with the It really the is. It I gotta, really, really I gotta is. I got to watch things. Like, I'm not on, that, uh, on a level of comfortability with Denise to where I think where she might not find these funny. So I don't know yet. But we might have, you might have a human resources problem. Yeah. Well, I am human resources. <laughs> so that's good. But bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. We can take them anytime. Day or night, main event, or the curtain jerker, or maybe you're just jerking something else. I don't know what you guys are doing with your time. Maybe you want to go on a three-hour marathon. BlueChew.com has you covered. Gets into your system quicker because it's chewable, and you can get it free when you use that code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at BlueChew. Let them know you heard about them from us. And you can get that super good dick game. That's what I'm all about. So this leads to AJ Styles still reeling in the ring, Alex. And Cedric Alexander wisely comes out there and is like, Hey, I I, want to get this going now. Let's do this. (laughs) And he's dominant. And there's a Topecon Hilo that hits hard. One of many Topecon Hilos that hit hard on this show. Uh, AJ went to work on Cedric's arm after a few minutes. Some hard-hitting action ensued, but Gallows and Anderson came out and attacked Cedric, causing a DQ. Well, Viking Raiders make the save. The faces clear the ring, and I am beyond... Well, let's talk about the match first off. Good hard-hitting action. Cedric controlled it. It made a lot of sense, considering that AJ Styles just ate a stunner. Yeah, no, I liked liked all that. Uh, Cedric has, has looked incredible. In recent matches on Raw, I love that they're pushing him. Um, it, it is no longer a mystery as we recognize now that the guy who was in charge of creative on 205 Live is now Paul Heyman's right-hand man and running Raw. So he says, hey, uh, all these guys that I used to love working with back in 205 Live, I'm going to give them a push. Okay, Paul? Paul says, fine. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Cedric looked great. Uh, I loved the context of it. 
the reason that he gets a chance to look that great in beginning it is because AJ just took a stunner that left him laid out. That's great. I, I'm a huge fan of context. You know me, Sean, uh, Sean Recep. I, I love a match in a vacuum, but I love even more uh, a, a match outside of a vacuum. Non-vacuumed matches. Yeah, uh, a vacuum in a cell match could be very good, or hell in mm. vacuum, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We, we could rock with that. Uh, Viking Raiders out. I'm beyond ready for them to face actual teams. I just don't want the OC jobbed out too much because we just, we literally just got done with them. Not getting jobbed out. Jobbed out would have been an improvement. They weren't yeah. on TV for a year and a half. And then they signed a new deal. They got a little push, and all of a sudden they're pushed back down the card. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think they could be utilized greatly to uh, establish uh, a team like the Viking Raiders as as major threats. I I think it should be a thing where it's for the titles because at least then, you know, it's not like here we're these also rands who used to be great, and we're going to put over the the younger guys. It, it it does it feels more important if the titles are involved. But you know, I mean. Rude and Ziggler, I guess. Yeah, speaking of, Rude and Ziggler um, really tried to... They tried to weasel their way in. I, I, and at the time, I was like, are they trying to weasel their way into the OC? Are they trying to weasel their way into a match? What is it they're trying to do? Uh, well, they get the OC to agree to let them uh, kind of weasel their way in, at least to the match. But there was no match at that point, right? No, they were like, hey, hey, guys, you have some, some common enemies that we have. So maybe we should, okay, handshake, fist pound, yes. Handshake, fist pound, yes. And there was no, like, hey, would you like to team with us in a 10-man tag as the main event of tonight's program? There was nothing so specific as that. It was just... Made later. It was Yeah, it was just, hey, oh, well, now I guess we have to have this match. It was just weird. And I, I don't love the way that they're writing Ziggler and, and Rude. Especially Rude is like, hey, hey, Ziggler, look, it's it's the OC. Those guys who run things. Huh, but not tonight, I guess. That's never been who Rude is. That's not Rude. Rude's, Rude's the guy who wears a great suit. He's totally, like, this, I don't know what this is. Like, you can figure out, you can, you can make them a, a pair if you want. You can decide that now they're a tag team. We don't get to like decide there are completely different characters than who they have been for their entire time on on uh, on TV. Roman Reigns comes out, speaks for uh, Connor's cure. I thought this was the, the good, a good, really great use for him yes. on this show. I was trying to find the words to to really describe it and kind of stumbled over it. But uh, Reigns is an honest to god cancer survivor, so I mean, why not have him oh, do this? It means so much more. I mean, can you imagine these kids who are all probably huge Roman Reigns fans? Yeah. Who 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 are battling cancer and have beaten cancer and have an honest to goodness superhero to look up to to say like Roman Reigns had cancer, he beat it. I'm going to be like Roman Reigns. Like how important that is for a little kid to have something like that to latch onto and look up to. Um this was a really uh this was one of the better Connor's Cure segments, I remember them doing. I have learned to tune all this Street Profits shit out. It's really hurtful at this point. Like, it's I'm watching so, it going, and it went it's forever. so bad, and it, it went, went forever. forever. And 
I don't know. Like, is is it is it a thing where they're like, hey, watch these guys on NXT, or now that these guys aren't champs anymore, like maybe they'll be on Raw, where there's a draft coming up, r- rumoredish. This, like, this would have been one of the if if this were crammed into two hours, it would have been one of the better two hour Raws in years because of the quality of the in ring work, but. The, the the extra four or five minutes to the opening segment, and honestly, we didn't need AJ and Cedric if they were going to do a 10-man tag. You didn't need it. Uh, the women's tag match, while good, that was a 28-minute segment for an 18-minute match. Yes. There were there were like three or four commercials there. Uh, the Street Profits, yeah. you didn't need it at all. Well, no, the Street Profits have to be there. It's a directive from Vince. We have the Street Profits, the, the two funny black guys have to be there to, to, to do jive things and inform the audience of the things they've already seen. Like, it's really, really stupid. Like, you, you can utilize these guys through so, so many better ways than this. At least let them write their own stuff or, or improv a little. But this is all dreck that they're being given to do, and it's it's just painful to watch. And they're both so good, so talented, and they 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 really come a long way in the ring. They're so much fun to watch. Like you can't you're, you're going to have people who, when they finally get a chance to watch these guys on the USA Network or on Fox, depending on where they wind up in said rumored draft, are going to be like, oh, these guys change the channel, like like because it's. That you've you've conditioned us to hate them, as opposed to really want to see what they're about when they get in the ring. We saw Ennis Cantor get in the ring. Now, Alex, you know I'm going to love this because he went to school about 40 it's minutes true. from me. Um, it's true. As if there were any accomplishment greater than the fact that him simply not playing at Kentucky got Josh Harrelson's big white ass drafted. <laughs> That's a miracle. The fact it that is. simply Ennis Cantor not playing any ball got this big dopey white dude drafted by the NBA several seasons too. He won yeah. the 24-7 championship from R-Truth before this, then tears off his suit to re- reveal his new Celtics jersey. Yeah. And I, I loved Graves saying, and now he can go back there where nobody's going to like him there either. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, I've inquired in the past about his possibility of, of wrestling in the future, and he's, he's pretty young. He's like 26, 27, and I'm yeah. told that his knees are already wrecked. Oh, totally wrecked. I mean, he's, he's a big man in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, of course his knees are wrecked. It's, yeah, it's, it's really too bad. Uh, I mean, he could do the great Kali thing. He's going to put on a lot of weight, though. Oh, yeah. He, you don't realize how small NBA yeah. players are, but relatively he's... speaking. Six foot ten, but like two thirty five. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that, that doesn't work in, in WWE. Yeah, it's just like it, I, I enjoyed seeing him on on Raw because I'll tell you what that DDP stuff was painful to watch. As much as I I love DDP and I love Anis Cantor, that stuff was so painfully scripted. Yeah, I, I it was it was not for me. <laughs> it definitely just was not for me. Um, Joseph, oh, R-Truth won the title back, by the way. Joseph Farley says, weekly profanity buffer, go Cats. Yeah, it is that time. It is that time. Uh, Firefly Funhouse, another good one because they're teasing the Steve Austin stuff. Mm -hmm. Who knows if we'll get anything from it. 
But right. then there's a clock with 1119. There was a lot of speculation. And I asked people, hey, what do you think this is? And a bunch of people who apparently don't know how calendars work were saying, oh, SmackDown, oh, Survivor Series. Well, let me tell you guys, neither SmackDown or Survivor Series are on, on, are on 1119. SmackDown right. moves to Friday next month. Smack or Survivor Series is like 11:22 something like that. It's not the same. It's Tuesday, not the same. Then people were saying, "Oh well, that'll be the time on Raw or so." Help me, God, a Survivor or this show Sunday goes till 11:19. I'm gonna snap because the show's <laughs> gonna start at six. Right. I don't need do, it. Do you do you do you know what it is, Sean? I've heard Bible verses. I've heard. Uh, the, the date that Undertaker is the date officially. that Undertaker debuted now, officially, officially, officially because, debuted. Yes. Right now, that that to me is the really intriguing thing because it's, I mean, eleven nineteen means something. It doesn't mean nothing, Sean. Mm-hmm. They they did something with it, and to me, that's that's the the logical way to go. Girth um, after you take Blue Chew, right? Um, is it, the way I would book it is I, I don't I don't need like it's fun to think of um, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match, um, but once you put the title on him, he's no longer a special guy like he's the champion, which means he's uh, the face of the brand. He's not like this guy who flits in and out. He you can't like make the lights go out and give Jerry Lawler a mandible claw while you're on the belt. You serve a different purpose at that point. And I don't think he should be losing clean to Seth Rollins. He not shouldn't be this, losing, period. At, at all. So the way I would do it is have Undertaker somehow ruin that for Bray Wyatt because, you know, he basically put his date in his mouth. And then now um, you have a, a, a uh, Survivor Series, The Fiend versus The Undertaker. This time it's for real, dead man. If you lose this match, you're gone. Like, you could do that because what a perfect guy to do it because Bray Wyatt had all this momentum and went up against the dead man at WrestleMania and then everything after that was nothing. So is it Bray Wyatt's new version? The, the new scary evil guy is way scarier than, like, you know, a very old slow man in a trench coat. And he would be the one to actually put out Undertaker. They're never going to do that. But there are certainly ways to get to an Undertaker the Fiend match that I would be very interested in watching. I think the last two episodes of Firefly Funhouse have been a couple of my favorites. And honestly, there was a period where I wondered if they had peaked, and they have not. I was very happy with that. I was not happy with the extended video package and all the entrances for this women's tag match. Like We're talking like 10, 11 minutes and a couple commercial breaks before the match happened. From the, the video package to the bell ringing, two commercial breaks. You don't need that. You don't need that. You could have done something else there. Uh, but this was a, a very a, a fun match. It went 17, 18 minutes. There were some real lulls in the crowd, and then there were some this is awesome chants. When it picked up towards the end, Alex, man, I thought this was really good. Uh some low lights, the second rope leg drop of Becky's doesn't do it for me. The little push kick doesn't do it for me. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If Becky had Bailey's offense, I think that would even accelerate her. Like as far as right. like hitting hard and, and slugging it out. That moonsault that Charlotte missed and wasn't supposed to, yuck. But then yeah. there's some really great spots. Uh, that figure eight getting broken up, uh, the good strike combo from Becky, Sasha doing the Meteora outside, a backstabber on Becky as she's trying to go for the disarmor. Um, Bailey left standing. She looked really good at points, especially she goes Bailey to belly uh, into the barricade on Becky, mm-hmm. then Bailey to back onto Charlotte outside mm-hmm. the ring. Yep. That sets up natural selection in the ring. Lots of good spots. They got some good time. They got main event caliber wrestler time on this show, Alex. Yes. All of the things that you have mentioned that are good, I agree with. Mm -hmm. And yet, I wonder if, if you could trade having this match for the first time ever, these four women on in the WWE main event, a, a four like a, 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 a tag match between these four women and instead you figured out a way to build to it so that like we've net we keep these women out of the ring all four of them at the same time between now and survivor series they they go at each other they hate each other there's a few of them in the ring one of them saves the other one from a beatdown all this stuff until we're frothing at the mouth to see them get their hands on each other, all four of them in the same, as opposed to, hey, by the way, we announced on Twitter we're going to do this match on Monday. Like, it like it didn't, it, there wasn't, I mean, I know there's a build to it in the other way, but there's a way of getting to it to the point where, I mean, when are we ever going to get another first time ever? You've been asking for it. Here it is. These, these people fight each other for the first time ever on a big time pay-per-view match. Like, I just, I miss that. This was great. And it's cool to see these women have this kind of a great match in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Where the last time, let's be honest, that Raw ran the garden was what do you like? I wonder how long the longest women's match on Gosh, that night was. No kidding. Two minutes? Two minutes, maybe? Was there was it a bra was it a bra and panties match? Like li- listen, like the how far we've come in a decade so that these women could have this spot doing this great stuff at Madison Square Garden on Raw is awesome. And yet, I just really wanted them to do this at Survivor Series or something. You know what I mean? But as long as this continues, you could you could absolutely, if you're doing it right, build to a four corners, fatal four-way, winner take all, both championships on the line between these four at Mania, and you you, you tell me what's a bigger a bigger match than that. If you build it right, and these guys are these these women are all still going strong. I mean, th- they showed that what they can do. They're they're the top of their game, and we, I'd love to see where it goes from here. I need some more women built up effectively underneath these that can work in the ring because it can't always just be these four. Right now, well, it can well, well, be, but right, in the future, can't, it, it can't, can't be. Right when you say you need some women uh, built up underneath these four who can work and go in the ring, you know who it can't be. Is Natty and Lacey Evans because they 50 50 booked like feud 
like protracted that, that over a long anybody. time. Doesn't help like anybody. that. Now that's the word. The women's revolution goes to die. I'm sorry. Like like the, the the crowd could not have been less into this. Like no nobody cared. Like there's got to be a a, a a level beneath the four horsewomen having an awesome feud together, and above. Lacey well, and Natty doing something, I well, guess. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Natalia defeated Lacey Evans. I thought this was one of Lacey's better in-ring performances. Uh, she had a great neck breaker, smothered Natalia with the ring apron, a really good heel move. That slingshot elbow hit so hard. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, her work does still have that early Baron Corbin feel, and not just because of the association, but it's where she applies that Cobra clutch and just grinds it to a halt. And Natalia... It's like, nah, we're not doing that. We're yeah. going to work out of that one. Uh, Lacey misses her marrow salt because that, that Cobra clutch resting is not what you need in hour three of Raw. you got to have fast-paced stuff there, in, yeah. except in rare cases. Natalia has some great counters. Like she's, she's really good with that, with like just getting a foot up and really grinding sure. everything and, and doing something as little as putting a foot up on a Bronco Buster attempt yeah, that was and, cool. and launching somebody. For Natalia, it's good because it really portrays that she is a crafty veteran, that she knows her way around the ring, and Lacey <laughs> maybe doesn't. Well, Natalia does know her way around the ring, except for the points where she's like, she gets in a little, uh, she's like, gets a boot up and gets an opportunity, and then before she does her spinny clothesline, she goes, "Come on, you guys!" <laughs> and then Wait, she did gets you see the, right in the ribs? But did you see the now this post today, where it's got the girl explaining why? Oh, yes. We shouldn't say True. you guys. Well, Man, Natalia's going to get it. It's not gender inclusive enough. And boy, yeah, they got ethered. Ethered in the replies. But Natalia wins. And I mean, this match is pointless, but WWE does desperately need to build up some more female talent. And they need it for people who can deliver in the ring. People like Lacey Evans right now, as I've mentioned before, in a tag team, she would be very, very serviceable. She would be very, like, especially with somebody who can work. But WWE right now needs to make some strong people who can work in the ring. Yeah. To where I ask, where does Ember Moon fit into all of this? I honestly don't know, John Rossap. Let, let's hope that after the upcoming rumored draft um, that she fits in somewhere where she can actually get some TV time. I mean, she needs to be... At that level, right below these four women, and there are a bunch of other women who could absolutely fit into that 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 place. But um, Lacey Evans ain't it, man. Like this is some of her best work, and that's that's saying something. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, this was this was not my my jam. Um, I don't I don't need a fifty fifty feud between these between these women. I don't either. I if if Natalia's gonna win this, make her go over hard. That's what I say. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, it seems it seems tailor made to like make Lacey look strong while she's not involved with the with the top feud in the women's division. If that's the case, you have her tap out to the sharpshooter. Yeah, like, that doesn't that doesn't help. Like, I mean, you could have her like like get in the sharpshooter, get to the ropes, and then get angry and like you know get disqualified in some way. Like she was going to tap out, but she didn't. I mean, I don't know. Whatever it is, but like. If sure. that's your point, which to me seems like why you run this feud to begin with, is to keep Lacey looking strong so she can be a, a, a because they love Lacey. I don't know why, but they do. But if you're going to keep her looking strong, you, you you can't have her tap out clean to the to the to the sharpshooter. 
Well, God damn it. The wrestling world was promised Lucha Libre Wrestling in Madison Square Garden in September mm-hmm. 2019, and AAA is rocking the Hulu Theater. So WWE was like, we'll do it, damn it. And they did it pretty good. Rey Mysterio defeated Grand Metalik. This match was like all Metalik. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was made it made him look very good. I, I love Rey's gear in this match. Um, yeah, it's cool. I did not like Metalik almost breaking Ray's head with his ass, Alex. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like I, I, it's one of those things. Like I feel like Ray's like, oh no, usually somebody else catches me. I'm not usually the guy underneath, you know, taking all the brunt of these things. Um, the old atomic stink face there. He did not catch that well, and that's a that's a that's a Metalik move. If you've scouted him at all, that's one of the things he does is that step up. The old, yeah, the old Tope Con salad toss there. Yeah, that yeah. That was filthy. Uh, there's a nice springboard uh, swanton that hits for Metal Leak, but Ray kicks out. Why is it a senton when everybody else does it, but it's only a swanton when Jeff Hardy does it? But it's the same move. Know. It's the it's, same move. It's the exact same move. That's I weird. don't know. Metal Leak beats the brakes off of Ray. My favorite spot of this match was that second rope here at Kenrana, and I love yep. that. They pointed out the snap that Ray and Metal yeah. got on it. Ooh boy, that we're talking like an old. That's what you used to see Scott Steiner finish people with, like not that yeah. type of move. But when they got that snap on it, you believe, like, yeah. Ooh, that probably messed him up a little bit. Oh, and he's <laughs> gonna take advantage and pin them while, yeah. while they're at it. This yeah. is, that was real good stuff. Ray wins with the sunset flip bomb six one nine and frog splash. But this was designed to do a couple things, a few things, Alex. Get Metal Leak on TV, have a good match, Ray win, highlight Metal Leak, and it did all those. This was a home run segment. Yeah, no, it was all it was great. I love the idea of um, I'm not retiring. Instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrestle all these guys who absolutely grew up watching like old grainy videotape of that her that have a Halloween Havoc match between me and Eddie. And I'm going to, like, get in the ring and I'm going to, like, see if I can still go against the guys who came up wanting to be me. Like, can we keep just have him keep doing that? Like, there's all kinds of dudes out there now who are signed to WWE who fit that description. Uh, this Metalik looked fantastic. Like, if you go back to this Cruiserweight Classic stuff, like, he was so good in that tournament. I don't think he's been util- – he's, like, the third most important guy in Lucha House Party. Yeah. Like you could really utilize that guy. He's a big, the biggest of the three. You, you might There's put him no after the noisemakers, even. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or, the, or the pinata. The pinata. He's, he's after the pinata. So he's the fourth, at least. Here's the thing I appreciate about Rey Mysterio. When I got full on back into wrestling, it was 96. That's when I was really like allowed to watch it again and really watch it all the time. And I remember the big spot in the Shawn Michaels... Bret Hart, WrestleMania, biggest match of the year match, was a moonsault. We saw Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair both do those in random spots in the middle of matches tonight. There's stuff that Rey Mysterio did in that same year in matches that I still don't see people doing today. Uh, the ne- In 1997, Rey Mysterio did that DDT to Eddie Guerrero. When do you see that? You Never. Ray does Ray can't even pull it off like that no, anymore when no, he tried. No way. Like there was stuff back then, twenty years ago, that he was doing that some people that people can't do today, much less have done and then expanded upon and like made it com- completely different. Nobody was doing six thirties back then. 
Nope. A 450 was like, whoa, what the hell is this? But you got guys like Rey Mysterio who was doing like a backflip DDT. You got guys like Two Cold Scorpio who did a moonsault leg drop. Nobody's doing that today. When, when you see guys like that, man, and that, that's what really stands out to me. So the fact that both he and Scorpio are still working today, that, that's pretty telling because what was the thing that you would always hear about that? Like, how long can they keep it up? How long can they keep it up? Well, they both done pretty damn well for themselves. Yep. King of the Rings semifinals. Dare I say match of the night, Alex. I loved this match. This was incredible. Super great match. Loved it. Joe got a fantastic reaction. Yeah. And oddly, so did Baron Corbin. Corbin's been putting in work, man. The thing about him is that, as we said, if, if he's if he's allowed to have these these matches at this kind of work rate, this kind of pace, like people are really going to start to really fall in love with with this guy, even though he's a heel and we all love to hate him. The where you where you get into the trouble is we're like, okay, uh, Corbin, here's the point where you slow it down for five straight minutes, yeah, and just put a guy in a in a, in a headlock. It's the half Nelson, half Nelson cross face. That's what it always yeah. was. Half and when, you knew, when you knew you saw that, you knew the match was in trouble. Now, what I don't agree with is all these people that said, best heel in the business. And I'm like, no, he really wasn't. No. The matches were bad. The promos were bad. People didn't want it. Like it, it People tuned out in droves. That's not best yeah. heel in the business. That's not. Yeah. Can he no. be working this style? I think so. Because the thing is, you want to see that guy get beat. You yes. want him to be able to talk you into the building. You want him to be able to piss you off into the building. Yeah. And I think that this Baron Corbin can do that. Yeah, and I love that. We'll talk about how this match and all the, all the things that happen. I love that that he wins matches. and Either he he's w- winning them by pulling out his never-ever-been-kicked-out-of finisher, which is a major deal. Because when the the first guy, like if you if you put him in a position where he can be a champion of some kind, and so up comes somebody who he doesn't take seriously, and that guy is the first one to ever kick out of the finisher, that makes that guy whoever that person yeah. is. Like that's a that's a very useful thing to have in a heel. Also, I love that when he when he wins matches by cheating, he doesn't actually cheat. Yes, he's just he's, he's just, just he's smarter. just smart, and that's what pisses you off. Because you're like, oh, exactly. but he cheated. He cheated. No, I guess he didn't cheat. Damn it, that makes me even madder. Like, that's the kind of thing that you want in a heel. That's great. The whole thing of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of this match because I don't want to be in this match because I'm too good for this match. That's like, well, dude, just, just have the match. Yeah. When, 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 when they do that chicken shit thing, or they yeah. beat him all the time, or he has yeah. to cheat to win all the time, it's like, yep. well, what good is he? What, what yeah. good is he? This tournament has shown how good Baron Corbin is. Uh, I love stopping the Tower of Doom spot. I love it. Uh, crowd is all about this match. A really big testament to WWE making this tournament matter. I love the the boot to the deep six spot. Yeah. Joe pulls Corbin out into a coquina clutch. I dug that spot, too. Yep. Drags him onto the floor, and Ricochet breaks up with a shooting star press. And again, we talked about being smart as a heel. Why are baby faces so stupid? <laughs> Ricochet, just sit in the ring. Sit in the ring and wait for Tomoa Joe to completely choke out Baron Corbin. One of your opponents is then out of the match. Well, I mean, he could have thought, I'm going to land on both of these guys and pin one. But 
but he didn't. And like, that's the thing is like you, I, I don't know that to me, that seemed like breaking up that at that point felt like you could wait for like Joe to like, to like pull, put out Corbin, then throw Corbin off him and then land right on Joe and then throw him in the ring. You could do something that wasn't like, Hey, this, my opponent is putting my other opponent into a, a sleeper hold before my second opponent is out cold. I'm going to break up this submission. That didn't make any sense to me. You could you could be smarter than that. Yeah. Uh, Corbin throws Ricochet over a barricade after a 6.30. Ricochet had hit uh, a recoil and missed a 6.30. But, ah, uh, uh, this was real good. This is, uh, I'll be on Chad Gable versus Elias tomorrow night. I can't wait to see Baron Corbin and Chad Gable if they're allowed to work this pace. Yeah, man. Especially, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pay-per-view match. Yeah. Like they're doing it. I mean, for it, let's be honest, it could very well be on the pre-show. No, it shouldn't. Be. <sighs> it shouldn't be. It's the King of the Ring finals. You got to you got to figure out some way of doing that. This, this should really culminate at Survivor Series. It really should. They, have, they should have. That is the elimination aspect of it. He survived. Yeah. He is the winner. Right. But um, uh, yeah, the the that it's it's so awesome to be able to see. Like somebody, like I thought it was going to be Mustafa Ali or Buddy Murphy, but if it's Chad Gable, it's Chad Gable. Like somebody on that level, overlooked, passed over, and, and like not not an uh, injury kept them from their from their rightful place, whatever. To then have a chance at this to get that kind of a marquee, even if he loses to you know and looks great in defeat, uh, to put over Baron Corbin, like to had to know. That if you go into a match for the King of the Ring Championship against Baron Corbin, you'll never be more cheered than you were since you were in the Olympics, Chad Gable. Like, that's going to be a fervor like, yeah. that, that he's going to get from that crowd. So let's hope they figure out a way to wrestle a match that lives up to it. I see a lot of people, or I see one person saying, but it, it is a point that's been echoed. Should have been a King of the Ring pay-per-view. I disagree. I think if you see the same person three times, that that's a little bit too much. Unless it's going to be one of those one-off specials that WWE throws up against AEW. Because, hey, a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, worlds collide. It's replacing NXT. What's going on? Uh, You're going to find out what's going on when WWE (laughs) randomly announces, hey, what? Full gear? Oh, well, look at that. NXT takeover. That's weird. We we had us. What happened? What? We had no idea. Nobody told us. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't get CC'd on that email. I'm sorry. Oh, and now we already printed the T-shirts, guys. We can't change it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now, now we have to have our show at the same time as your show. Whoops. Oh yeah, no. Yep. Hope they have a DVR. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Main event time. Ten man tag. Cedric Alexander, Seth Rollins, Strowman, and the Viking Raiders defeated the OC, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. I thought this match was going to be bananas, and it wasn't. No. It just wasn't. Braun landed an early choke slam. Viking Raiders got some offense. We see Cedric being worked over to Yowie Wowie chance, which was not promising. Uh, I did dig all the motion on the apron, like everybody on the babyface side, like trying to work people up. That reminded me of, like, early 90s type of stuff because, hey— how much have we bitched about babyfaces not having friends? All these people that are nice don't have friends, but all the yeah. assholes get along? Yep. I mean, man, looks like the Fightful roster or something. Jesus. 
Rollins did do a nice Falcon Arrow, and things are breaking down. It was hard to follow what was going on because of all the zooms. Yeah. Styles connected with a phenomenal forearm to Ivar, and Strowman mows everyone down. We go to another commercial after Strowman and Rollins are arguing because Rollins gets pushed into Strowman. Now, what I like is this didn't continue. I, I am led to assume, yes. Alex, that during the commercial, Strowman was like, well, all right. Uh, I'm sorry. I just saw the replay up on the Jumbotron. I must My have bad. misunderstood. You were obviously pushed into me, not of your own volition. So I suppose we're all right now. Friends? Yeah, that's what happened. So, Oh, man. This match was nothing special. I thought it'd be more balls to the wall. Ivar does a big senton to the pile on the outside, which he barely cleared that roll. Oh, my yeah. God. But then Cedric pins Styles with a lumbar check. I love that. But what I yes. didn't love, <laughs> as soon as he did it, you could tell. Now, this isn't me reporting something. It's me assuming. Somebody was like, God damn it, pal. Get him out there. We're about to go off the air. Get Austin out there. Because the last time Austin closed the show, they almost blew time. Yeah. So Austin power walks Santino style to the ring, does a beer bash, pisses me off, Alex, because just last week I ran an article with Braun Strowman. Check out the interview at youtube.com slash Fightful, where he implied that he only parties in Crocs. Meanwhile, (laughs) I, in fact, see him partying in the boots, which is the exact opposite of what he told me. Not good. Come on, Braun. Yeah. What'd you think of this? Uh, match was fine. Um, you gotta have Cedric go over um, style so you can get a reason to have that U.S. title match on Sunday because uh, all titles must be defended, yeah. uh, which is good because you know usually the IC title gets left off of shows forever and ever and ever. So I'm I'm glad they have at least one champion, at least one pay per view a year where all the championships get. Uh, uh, get uh, defended. That's good. Uh, but I agree. It was a weird thing with like uh, Cedric, um, you know, gets the pin. And before he has like, they don't even hit his music. <laughs> they they hit Austin's yeah. music. So it was like, okay, great. Austin just pinned AJ Styles. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Cedric Alexander that did that spot. I was trying to th- I think it was ACH and Kenny Omega that did the rock. Stone Cold yeah. Spot in PWG. Uh, but, hey, you, you could think of worse childhood dreams to come true than celebrating yeah. to Austin's music. Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, I did want to say that um, uh, I asked what the, what the, how, how long you thought the last match, a women's match at MSG on, on Raw was. Yeah. Somebody went ahead and found that stat for me. Oh, okay. Uh, from uh, f- uh, at 4 Horsewomen 4 on Twitter. Okay. The last women's match on a Raw in Madison Square Garden in 2009 was Melina versus Alicia Fox. The for greatest... The Diva, for the Divas title in a Lumberjill match that ran one minute and 38 seconds. Do you understand the significance of this match, Alex? Yes. it's got. Is it not Cam, the, Cameron's favorite match? It is Cameron's favorite match on Tough Enough in 2011 <laughs> when Cameron was there in line. Yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin goes, what's your favorite match? And she goes, my favorite match is between Melina and Alicia Fox. And Austin goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Super yeah. chat sent by Rob Wilkins. He says, hey, check out the Fightful Facebook group. Do you think that WWE and MSG will go back to an exclusive agreement again? 
ready for a Samojo face turn. I am ready for a Samojo face turn. They mm. got to do it carefully. He cannot lose his edge. Um, but, no, but the thing no, is, they I didn't need. They they had it all primed and ready. Like there was that thing where he was like, "Hey, Sami Zayn, you're talking crap about me." He goes out and squishes Sami Zayn. We're like, "Okay." Like Samoa Joe is just like this vigilante who just murders people. We all get to cheer for him anyway. We were like, "Yay!" And he was like, "No, just kidding. You people suck." And like, you ruined it. You had an awesome thing going, and then you yeah. ruined it. I hope they have a way of like getting back to that point where it was totally organic, where we were all ready to cheer for Joe. And then they said, no, you're not allowed to anymore. Yeah, that really, all they have to do is have Joe do the same stuff, but win. Yep. That's it. Yes. That's it. Do I think that MSG and WWE will enter an exclusive agreement? I don't. Um, I think that MSG... Well, here's the thing. I don't think it'll matter, unless it's AEW running the show. Because nobody else running that right now matters. Right. All due respect to New Japan and Ring of Honor, they're not selling that out again, together no. even. No, you know, I think the world of Okada and Tanahashi and all these people, but I don't think they sell it out. I think that a lot of those tickets were sold with people expecting the elite to be there. That's just my assumption. I can hardly prove that. Uh, also, yes, guys, check out that Facebook group. You, it's facebook.com slash group slash Fightful, or you can just search Fightful Pro Wrestling. It is a great discussion group. I'm really digging it. Astros J said they chanted... Uh, Becky's husband at Seth and Mr. Lynch. Hey, sure, why not? Why not? He probably honestly gets a kick out of that, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, as long as it doesn't become habitual or anything. So as we wrap up, Alex, SmackDown, MSG, tomorrow we know King of the Rings semifinals. We know uh, Undertaker's going to be there. You got any hopes for this show? Uh, I think I think um, I think it's possible that we might see The Fiend make an appearance when The Undertaker's in the ring. Um, King of the Ring uh, finals. I'm I, I'm hoping that semifinals. that uh, yes. semifinals. Excuse me. I uh, got I got a little ahead of myself because uh, I think we both know that Jed Gable has to win this because an Elias versus um, Corbin match doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm I'm at least hoping that Elias has another fantastic match in him like he had last week against Ali and Gable. You know, was, Gable's going to be lots of praise for that cheer. one backstage. I'm going to write about it soon, but yeah. um. Some key people were very, very happy with Elias and Ali, especially Ali. Uh, yeah. Some key people, according to a well-placed source. Uh, I would like you all to leave a well-placed thumbs up. It would help us out a ton. Uh, whenever you guys leave a thumbs up, it really helps our algorithm. Our views, listens, all that stuff are broken up between YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all these places. So anytime you leave an iTunes review... That really helps us out because all of our listens aren't going to iTunes and pushing us up the charts. Uh, whenever you leave a thumbs up, that really helps because all of our listens aren't coming via YouTube. So any reviews that you all can leave, any thumbs up that you guys can leave, really, really help us out. Uh, I'm looking to travel even more to get great content for you guys. I've had like, I've done like, I think 30 interviews over the last month and a half. So uh, I'm churning them out, getting them out there. Check out that RJ City interview. Thousands of you listen to this. Thousands of you need to check out that interview. It is a discussion. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he explains why no wrestling company. That doesn't really explain. He just says that no wrestling company should hire him. That interview is a good indication why. Alex, your last Monday Night Raw episode. 
I'm sure you might do a fill in here and there. Yeah, yeah, here and there when uh, when I'm when I'm needed or 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 when something so egregious happens that I simply mm-hmm. must make a run in. Uh, I've done run ins in the past. I don't know how if a yes. new technology will allow it, but I, I I may have to just um, message Sean Ross up and say you've got to let me on here so I can yell about something. Um, but uh, no, the, the three years uh, covering Raw have honestly uh, been an, a huge amount of fun. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not dying. But Raw's been the place usually where I get a chance to um You're to say, dying on Mondays. You're dead to true. me on Mondays. That's true. Um, but uh, Monday uh, has been the place uh, where I've uh, been around the longest. And um, and it's, it's been the place where I've gotten to, you know, give most of my great rants that uh, have gotten so epic many triggered rants. I love epic, those. Epic slash uh, ha- uh, hashtag triggered rants. Um but yeah, this has been uh, has been great. I'm 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 looking forward to to moving into a new section of uh, of wrestling. Uh, those of you who watch our takeover specials know that my favorite stuff in the world yeah. is NXT, and I'm so excited to be reviewing that. But I will miss some of the stuff going on on Raw. There's 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 no doubt that it's it's had an upturn recently. Yeah, there, the matches have all been way better than they were, let's say, over the past couple of years. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, even if I won't be covering it immediately afterwards on the Fightful Wrestle podcast. I know a lot of you want to hear me talk about Impact and Anthem. I've got to do some fact gathering still. You better believe that's going to be a topic we discuss on the list in your boy Wednesday. Jimmy is a Toronto businessman. He is going to talk about some other Toronto businessman. businessmen. I can tell you that personally already I am not thrilled with some of the news. Some of their PR people got laid off at Access. And that is one of the best PR teams I have ever dealt with. If you ever heard me do a New Japan interview, it's probably because of uh, New Japan on Access. Those media calls, probably because of them. They've invited us to every show, and I'm ashamed that I did not get to go. I just started to travel this year. Uh, I want to send my best to that team because that Access TV PR team is way better than anybody I've ever dealt with at Anthem. And uh, they do not deserve what's going on there right now. I hope it's healthy for everybody that it can be in the business. But we will talk about that more on Wednesday on the list in your boy. Until next time, guys, leave that thumbs up. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.